T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> it may be the nighttime. But the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know! Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Well, don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you in the Kia Studios on this Thursday evening with you for the full four. Asking to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much, but you want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices. Take the smartphone. Take the Alexa speakers. Take the tablet. Take the uh, laser disc player. The uh, boom box. Your 8-track. Whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 910 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to be a part of the show, follow us on our personal Twitter pages at JMCH316 is your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. Producing the show, sometimes on the other side of the glass, Dylan is back uh, here with us at underscore Dylan Matthews. You know, I... I interact more with Bo Morgan, who's the afternoon producer, than I do with my own producer on this show. Like, I, 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 I see Bo Morgan more often during the week than I see my own producer. Well, that is also because Bo is well, that, our true. assistant brand manager. Right. That's true. He, I forgot. He is also a corporate muckety-muck. I, I keep forgetting <laughs> that. He's, he's now, his official title is corporate muckety-muck. So, um, with a brand. So, anyway. All good. Uh, boy, uh, as we uh, say in the South, Biz are in a one-armed paper hanger. Lots to get into with you here. Of course, Braves have the night off after – that was a disappointing series in Philadelphia. That's one of those series that, eh, okay, thought the Braves could have won two out of three. But now they get ready for the low-life flea bag, dirt bag, scuzz bucket, pawn scum, Arizona Diamondbacks, one of the worst teams in baseball. I'll give you one reason to watch the Diamondbacks itself. Not Madison Bumgarner, who's going to pitch uh, tomorrow night, who not been terrible, but ain't Madison Bumgarner anymore. But David Peralta's a guy to watch out for. You know, just talking with Mike and Carl, if how funny is it? We spent a whole segment last night 
talking about how Andrew Benintendi would be a perfect fit for the Atlanta Braves. Can the Atlanta Braves go out and make a move and get Benintendi? And then that I think that was at 9 o'clock we talked about that. And then literally at 10.30 or 10.40, Benintendi got traded to the uh, New York Yankees for three low-level pitching prospects. Couldn't have done that with the Braves? Anyway, um, but that was kind of funny. It's like, okay, we literally – see, Dylan, when I talk – Things happen. Things move and things happen and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's just the way it goes around here, right? Yeah. I mean, whenever you talk about something about the Braves during the Braves game, they got the Odyssey right. app plugged plugged in and running and listening to your show, and then they do something to either prove you right or, you know, maybe wrong, but it's usually wrong in a positive way. And then, you know, you, can you can you speak into existence like one of us winning the lottery? Oh, yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, is that tomorrow? I don't know. It might be because it isn't high. It's high up there, isn't it? Well, yeah. The Powerball is Powerball hasn't been won in like three or four months or something. It's like eight hundred million or something, right? Is that is that tomorrow? Is the Powerball is the Powerball Tuesday and Friday? I think so. Somebody will sure tell us is. on the text line. I think it's Tuesday and Friday. That's a good point. Thanks for reminding me. I may have to go get some uh, Powerball tickets. Um, but yeah, no. Listen, when I speak about the Braves, and by the way, you only hear half of it because you're only here like half the time. So anyway, uh, you miss half the comments that I make. About all of it. Yeah, we talked about Ben and Tenney, then he goes to the Yankees, right? So he's off the board. So watch David Peralta. Now, I got to be honest with you, I ain't all that excited about David Peralta, but if you're talking about a guy who could be a starting outfielder and a guy who probably the Diamondbacks will look to move, right? He's on an expiring contract, he's a free agent at the end of the year. So it's going to be these guys that you don't have any long term control with, right? And that's probably just the reality of it. So he's a name to watch. He's popped up for the Braves, David Peralta. Again, not super excited about what he brings. Um, what's his stats real quick? 12 homers, 41 RBI, hitting 251, 317 on-base percentage, 782 OPS. Okay, again, he's a former Silver Slugger, Gold Glove winner. But, you know, those years were back when, you know, Barack Obama was president. That's about how far back you have to go for David Peralta to have had a gold glove or a uh, silver slugger type season, right? So been a while since all of that has happened, but he's a name to keep your eye on if you're a Braves fan because they very well may. And look, he he is a you know got some power. He is a left-handed hitter. I've asked about you know go go get me a left-handed bat as a as an outfielder. Um, he has played a little bit of center. Mostly left, some right, uh, and a tiny scratch of center. So he's played all three outfield positions. Again, former Gold Glove winner a while ago, or former Silver Slugger winner a while ago. Uh, did have the, the the season one the Silver Slugger did have thirty homers, but he's a guy that, and it's not a good market. I mean, I hate to say it this way, but I mean, there's just not, just not a lot of guys that give you any kind of wow factor, you know, and. Although I'll say Jorge Soler didn't give me a lot of wow factor. I like Jock Peterson. I like that move a lot. And we were on air the night that that trade took place. And I said, you're going to like this guy. And people were like, no, he's a bum. And I, okay, all right. I remember we had that big argument on uh, on Twitter, or on uh, on the state on the show uh, about all of that. But Peralta's a guy, give you some power, left-handed bat, um, can play all three outfield positions if need be or whatever like that. That's fine. I mean, you know, maybe, again, you caught lightning in a bottle with all the guys that you had last year. I mean, you caught lightning in a bottle with all of the guys. Peterson, Soler, Rosario, caught lightning in a bottle with all of those guys. And though, and look, Soler was the 
World Series MVP. Rosario was the NLCS MVP, right, or something like that, or had the big series against Milwaukee, whatever it was. I mean, you you got got major contributions out of all of those guys last year. So we'll see what the Braves do. Uh, they need to beat up on the Arizona Diamondbacks before Philadelphia comes in. And then, of course, as we talked about, August 4th, it really gets cranked up with the series against the Mets, five games up in uh, Gotham against them. They have the night off, do the Mets, pronouns, pal. Uh, Mets have the night off after their walk-off win last night. That was kind of like, ugh. You know, Marte, before that at bat where he singled in the winning run, you know, he was one for four with three strikeouts in the game. And he singles with the man on third, and that was all she wrote, and the Mets took two from from the Yankees. So three-game lead right now. Trade deadline, by the way, is Tuesday of next week. So August 2nd is the uh, the trade deadline. So we got till next Tuesday for the trade deadline. But Mets are three up right now on the Atlanta Braves. So a chance for the Braves here before they get against New York to get healthy. You got Arizona and the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Phillies coming uh, into our play. So keep that home winning uh, record going. And then the Mets will get started tomorrow night. They'll be down in Florida to take on the Marlins again the the you know the the scum sucking pond scum Marlins and all that man. There's so many bad teams in in baseball. It just seems like there's a lot of bad teams in baseball. You know the Royals are bad. Oakland's horrible. The Angels stink. Colorado and Arizona stink. The Reds stink. Pirates stink. Nationals stink. Marlins stink. There's a lot of teams that just stink in baseball this year. Just nothing to be inspired about. So, uh, but slim pickings as far as trade deadline stuff and uh, and what is uh, out there. You know, it's just not a lot of great names. And and we're going to talk a little bit later on in the show. Well, first off, we'll talk at seven forty. We got our buddy Gabe Burns that's uh, going to join us. Uh, of course, uh, formerly the Braves beat writer, but feature writer now for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. We'll talk Braves baseball with him coming up at uh, at seven forty. And uh, we'll talk at 9 o'clock. You know, again, I-, I think second base is becoming a priority for the Braves. And it did not help them out yesterday. So we'll talk about that at 9 o'clock. But there's just not a lot of great names that, you know, again, Braves aren't going to be – they're not trading for Soto, right? Look, trade for Juan Soto, you solve all your issues, right? Uh, Braves aren't trading for Juan Soto right now. Braves aren't – and I'm not even sure that the Nationals are – well, I shouldn't say that. I would be surprised if the Nationals traded. I think the Nationals would be foolish to trade Juan Soto right now because that would be like a panic trade. Wait till the offseason, get in the offseason, collect all the offers, let the winter meetings go on, let the marketplace drive his value up and this, that, and the other, and and get one of those blockbuster trades in the offseason. That's, to me, what would make a lot more sense to trade Soto, not sort of knee-jerk reaction to, he didn't sign a contract with us. Let's hurry up and get him out of here before the world falls apart. No, because then you don't end up with nearly as good a deal or, truthfully, you don't have as many teams in play, right? You know, teams that think that more than just the teams that think they can, you know, win this year, you want to expand that horizon to teams that, hey, you know, we're kind of close and we thought we did some good things. If we just get this guy, we'll be over the moon, you know, with it. And that's where Juan Soto can help take a team up over the moon. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see where he lands, by the way. I'm sure it'll be one of the big market teams. I'm sure it'll be, you know, the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Padres. I think the Padres, if, if the Padres could get Juan Soto, that could be, I don't know if it's a tipping point to get over the Dodgers, but, boy, it would it would give them a, a lot of equal firepower at that point because 
Well, you, you give them a left-handed power hitter who can get on base and drive in runs and hit the ball out of the ballpark, you know, because their lineup at times goes up and down. But they've got some really good pitching. And if they ever got Blake Snell figured out, they'd have a really good starting staff. So it's going to be fascinating to see where Juan Soto ends up when all is said and done. But just not a lot of great names for the Braves to, to be looking at um, right now. Now, one other thing I want to get into quickly here is came across this article on MLSsoccer.com, so MLS's official webpage. They have a story that says um, five decisions coaches must make for playoff hopes. And they do have Atlanta United on here. And they say decision, Joseph Martinez or Ronaldo Cisneros up top for Atlanta. Quote, a couple of years ago and a couple of knee injuries ago, this question would have been a ridiculous one to ponder. But now, in 2022, it's more relevant than ever. Joseph has been fine in his time on the field for Atlanta United this year, currently in the 92nd percentile for X goals per 90 minutes among players with at least 1,000 minutes. But uh, he only has five goals. And Martinez's off-ball movement is creating fewer opportunities for his teammates than in any other season of his career and the Venezuelan lacks uh, the speed to break past defenders. Cisneros, on the other hand, brings real value with his speed and movement in the attack. 15th fastest recorded speed in MLS this year. Actually does create space for his teammates with his off-ball movement. Also has six goals in 2022 and ranks above Martinez in open play XG per 90 minutes. All right, here's the thing. I brought this up months ago, that, and I've asked a few of our insiders, I'm not saying get rid of Joseph. So hear me out. Understand what I'm saying. Okay. Open your ears and get your brain in gear a little bit. I'm not saying get rid of Ronald or Ronald, get rid of Joseph. But has the time come? It's time to build around somebody else. That it's time to build Atlanta United around somebody else as a feature player, not Joseph Martinez. Uh, with all the injuries and beat up factor and this and the other. And I understand what he is. I understand what he's meant. I understand what his place in history is. This is 2022. And this franchise is going nowhere. Can I tell you the last thing I want to hear about from anybody with Atlanta United right now is telling me about that they're trying to be an international, you know, mega team and all this guy. Figure out your own league first. Let's get back to figuring out our own league. But it is an interesting decision. Cisneros has been really good for Atlanta United this year. And I know it's sacrilege to bring Joseph off the bench or what have you. But I do think that, and I'll take the heat for it, I do think the time has come to start looking at, okay, let's build around Almada, Arujo, you know, whatever. Even if those guys aren't going to be here, it's time to set up my lineups around those guys. And, and maybe not Joseph anymore. And not hope and pray that Joseph can last a full MLS season. Because I can tell you the last few years, he ain't lasted any full MLS seasons. And I don't think he's that same guy anymore. And, and I, I'm, just, I'm, um, I'm just reading you their quotes, and it's funny that they brought this up because I said this months ago. And I asked a few people around here that, you know, are, that, you know talk a lot more Lane United than I do. Maybe that time has come to build around somebody else that's not named Joseph Martinez. You don't have to get rid of him. Not cutting them or DFAing them or moving on from them or trading them or any kind of crazy thing like that. I'm just saying from a standpoint of you build around him as your star, maybe time to rethink about how this team is actually built. 
All right, when we uh, come back, listen, I'm not mad. Hope springs eternal. You got to love yourself first, right? We'll talk about Kyle Pitts' comments up next. Chuck me in the Key Studios. Sports right after the game, Odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. He's in the zone. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with the other John Chuckery Show. Live in the Key Studios. To, or Sorry, Thursday night with you here. Hey, Kenny Maine has joined the Odyssey family with a new podcast, Hey Maine. Each week, Kenny's going to be talking to athletes, musicians, celebrities, just about anybody else. New episode that came out today, Bill Walton joins him. Download Hey Maine on the uh, free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, 92 on the game and thousands more radio stations plus millions of podcasts are all on the free Odyssey app. 404-741-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app so you catch us when you're on the go. Social media at 9 on the game. I'm at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. Gabe Burns going to join us at 740. We'll talk some Braves baseball with him. Uh, by the way, in an hour from right now, we will talk uh, as SmackDown is in town tomorrow night. Uh, the uh, go-home edition uh, for the uh, SummerSlam pay-per-view, which is coming up on that's Saturday. Uh, is it Saturday or Sunday is SummerSlam this year? Man, I can't even remember now. But SummerSlam's this weekend. We'll talk more about that coming up at 1040. But um, uh, Lacey Evans, WWE superstar, is uh, going to join us at uh, 820. So we will uh, talk to her as we get ready for SmackDown here at State Farm Arena. She will be part of that event. And then, of course, SummerSlam is coming up this weekend. By the way, Dylan, we did get conference. So it's not Powerball. It's Mega Millions is going to be drawn. And okay. it is drawn on Tuesdays and Fridays. Okay. All right. So it is over a billion. A, we got, we got, with yeah. a B? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it was $830 million the other night. Goodness. Yeah, so it's over a billion. So how about this? Uh-huh. According to Mega Millions, so if you don't know how Mega Millions works, okay? Right. You pick five numbers, mm-hmm. and then there's a Mega Ball number that you pick. Right. You with me? That's your, your sixth number that you pick is your Mega Ball number, right? right? Mm-hmm. With me? You have to match all six numbers, right? Right. And... There's something called a mega plier, which you can pay more money, but increase the total payout or whatever like that. Okay. Of your prize. Right. Okay. So I'm guessing it's like a two or three times. Yeah. Thing. I don't know. I don't know what the mega plier is, but but it's right. a, it's something you can add in. Okay. Yeah. According to Mega Millions, nine tickets on Tuesday matched the first. Five numbers, oh. but nobody matched the Mega Ball number, which was 15, by the Jeez. way. 7, 29, 60, 63, 66 were the first five numbers, and then the Mega Ball was 15. 
Nine people matched the first five numbers. So eight of those people won a million dollars. Oh. One person put the mega plier in and they won three million. That's now look, for me. I'm, I'm not scoffing at one or three million, but could you imagine being one number away from eight hundred and thirty because it was eight hundred thirty million on Tuesday. Could you imagine missing out on eight hundred and thirty million by a by number. one number? I would be sick. Yeah. By one and the and the Powerball number or the or the mega ball number. One number. I would be one, sick. Missing one number cost you eight hundred and twenty nine million dollars. That's a that, that's a huge difference yeah. too, because you think like after taxes what? You cuz when you oh. when you realistically win that, you probably get you're probably seeing like half of that. Yeah, so if exactly. they won a million, they're right. probably seeing 500,000. So, you 500 know, million. yeah, 500 yeah. million. So, I mean, still going from 1 million to 830 million mm-hmm. and having to cut a million and a half versus cutting 830 million and a half is a big difference. Yeah. So, I'd be sick. Because there, there were 156 tickets that got four of the numbers right. So that paid out $10,000. Now, okay. not chump change. No, it's but again, good money. Yeah, but again, you know, you go from 10000 for four, a million for five, and you'd have gotten $800 million for six. Man. That's just, ugh. I would be. I would be throwing up in my mouth. Because that's the difference be. between, between you could, like, retire right now. You could, you, if you wanted to, you could retire on spot. If you well, hit all six, you could. If you're smart with your money, you could retire off of three million. That's true. You got, if you, you got could. a million and a half, you could. You, depending on how old you are, and if you That's invest true. wisely, you could retire. Like honestly, if you gave me a million and a half, I could retire. I, I could. Go. I could. I could make. I would. I could retire. I could take investments. I'd play the market. I'd do some things. And I'm at this point at fifty. Like my work life isn't long yeah. for it. <laughs> I'd, I'd still do radio, but I right. mean, I could I could retire though from from everything else. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, a billion. Yeah. I mean, you're not just retiring at that point. You're, you know, you're never going to be seen again. Like, <laughs> I, like it, now, if I want a billion, uh-huh. you'd never hear or see my name again. Really? Yeah. I mean that that would be it. Well, I take that back. Um. Some of my nefarious behavior would probably make it into social media. <laughs> Former radio host. <laughs> You know that some of that would would make it into you know the mainstream, but uh, uh, like where they would find me face down in a ditch, you know, doing <laughs> nefarious things and all that kind of stuff. So. But I feel like we'd be back to what what was the old saying that you do when you were young? Shoot you up and roll you down the highway. Yeah, yeah I mean, we'd yeah, be, jack we'd be me back up, to uh, that. Yeah, shoot me up, jack me up, roll me down the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be it. Oh, listen, I promise you, I'd be pumping. You know, not any not any like illegal type stuff, but I'd I'd be pumping. You know all the HGH and steroids and everything I could get. I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd pump everything in me at that point. Yeah, I, I listen. Well, blubber, I wouldn't care. I'd pump. I'd be <laughs> well pumping blubber. everything in me at that point. So anyway, but uh, yeah, I guess maybe I'll go tomorrow and get the get some tickets, or whatever, like that for for a billion. What the heck, you know? Uh, help contribute to school kids, right? And that money go then the lottery money go to the uh, Hope Scholarship, or is that just the Georgia lottery that the Hope Scholarship is for? I didn't even know that's what it went towards. Yeah, yeah, the Hope Scholarship <laughs> is that. College scholarship you can get. Oh yeah, and, and I think I don't I don't know if like Mega Millions money goes toward it, but I know the Georgia Lottery money goes to it. But maybe maybe some of the Mega Millions money goes toward it uh, as well. But anyway, that, that's usually all I do is just help school kids out when I play uh, play the lottery. There you go. You're that's the good why, guys. That's why I, that's why I stick to scratch offs. That's why I just I stick to scratch off. I'll play I'll play a little scratch off ticket here or there, beep bada boop, and you know that's it. So 
Anyway, all right, speaking of um, having good luck, that's sort of what Kyle Pitts thinks could happen to the Atlanta Falcons this year. Listen to this quote from Kyle Pitts talking to The Athletic. Quote, I do think we're going to contend and be able to fight for the playoffs and maybe make the Super Bowl. It's a new year. I don't think about the past and negative things. When um, talking about promoting his C4 energy, he said uh, he's always out there trying to prove the doubters wrong, quote, unquote, every day out of all of it. So, look, hope springs eternal. And, and I know some people ran with the comment, oh, it's ridiculous. Look, here's the thing, okay? It's okay to have ambition, and it's okay that there's no chance for this to happen. Both things can be true at one time. I have no problem with one of my stars on my football team believing in this organization, this team, this, that, and the other, that they could be both a playoff team or contend for the Super Bowl. Now, does that mean it's going to happen? No. I, I, I would tell you, again, I'm, more, I'm probably more likely to win the Mega Millions tomorrow than the Falcons show up in the Super Bowl. And maybe the odds aren't even, but they might as well be, right? But I got no problem with my star player. You know, Zacchaeus came out, you know, a few weeks ago, remember, and he said, you know, hey, we can be a playoff team. Okay, we kind of had a little fun with it, but nobody cares. All right, nobody cares. With all due respect to not, not knocking Alameda Zacchaeus, but nobody cares about him coming out with that. Promise you. Kyle Pitts? You know, that that makes some news. That, that you know, moves the meter a little bit on it. Um, you know, that gets some people talking out there. So, look, I've said before, I was saying this last night, this week, weeks ago, months ago, this, that, and the other. Look, I don't want to sit through 2-15. and 15. I'll be there, and I'll watch every single game. I, I, I will, you know, and again, I'm doing the Wade Ford tailgate show. Me and Hugh will break it down every single Sunday with you, whether they play at 1 o'clock, whether they play at 4, whether they play on Monday, they play on Sunday night, they play Thursday, they play here, they play there, you know, whatever. We'll break it all down. But I don't want to sit through 2-15. and 15. And I don't think the players want to be through that. I don't think the coaches want to be through that. Well, I know the coaches don't want to go through that. I know the general manager doesn't want to go through that. And I know the players don't want to go through that. Nobody wants to go through all that. And, and as I said last night, if you are 2-15, and 15, you are the slugs of the universe in the NFL. You are the real bottom of the barrel, scraping the sludge and the muck and the mire off the bottom of your barrel if you're 2-15. and 15. And it's not easy to just bounce right back up from that. You know, it's one thing if the Falcons are maybe, say, five or six wins and you are only one or two losses off of last year. It's another thing if you're five or six losses off of last year. That's where it gets to be, okay, we took that big of a step back. Because you play enough close games in the NFL that there is opportunity to win. Now, there's a reason why the good teams are successful in those one-score games, and there's a reason why the bad teams aren't successful. That's the difference. But, I, listen, I got no issue with Kyle Pitts saying this. I, I'm, You know, it's fine. I'm, I'm sure he was asked a question about it. You know, hey, what did you think? I, I don't know what the frame – I mean, I'm just reading the quote from The Athletic, and, and it said that Kyle Pitts said this, you know, or whatever. I don't know what the question was that was asked of him, okay? You know, hey, you know, what did you think about Zacchaeus' comments or whatever like that? Yeah, I do think we're going to be able to contend. Okay. So, I, again, depending on what the framework of the question was, fine. If they think that – I mean, they, they're supposed to think that they can do that. The hell you go out there and compete every day for, Right. What are you going out there and competing? If you don't think you can't win every single week, then what are you going out there and competing for? 
I don't care. I don't care if it is uh, whatever the the who, who's the slugs of the universe, right? The Detroit Lions versus the I don't know, who's the best team in the NFL, Kansas City or Buffalo or or Tampa or whatever. You know the Rams. Super. You know if it's Detroit versus the Rams, Rams think they can, or Detroit thinks they can win that game. Detroit players going to that game saying, "Hey, we can win this. Put a good game plan together. Practice good all week. Yeah, we can go out there and execute, and we can we can win this thing." You're supposed to think like that. So again, I saw some people get up in arms about all of it. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the the, the factual content of the quote is ridiculous. To to think that they could, you know possibly contend for a Super Bowl. Yes, the factual content of that statement is ridiculous. But that's what you want your guys to say. What's Kyle Pitts supposed to say? Well, we're just, you know, one game at a time, one week at a time, we're just fighting or whatever like that. And then some people said, well, don't make the comment. Well, if he's asked a question, what's he supposed to say? No comment? It's all right. I don't mind these guys having some expectation. Hope springs eternal. Love yourself first, right? How can you love anybody else if you don't love yourself first, right? So, look, I've said before, I think six wins is where this team's going to be. Last year, I nailed it right on the head. All right, last year, I told you seven wins, nailed it right there. This year, I'm going to say six wins. I think, they're, I think they can find a way to win six games. I think they're coached well enough. I think they'll find a few spots here or there that they'll make some plays in, and I think they'll find a way to win six games. Now, that doesn't make you a playoff team. That doesn't make you a World uh, World Series. Doesn't make you a Super Bowl team. Six and eleven ain't gonna win you anything in the NFL. But it ain't the it ain't the it ain't the bottom of the you know it's it's not carrying around a, a bag of groceries and the bottom just rips off of it and they just spill everywhere and the eggs all break up and the milk explodes and all that right it ain't that because that's two and fifteen. That's one, two, three. That's one and 16, two and 15, three and 14. When you start getting into that level, you win three, you win two or three games in a 17 game regular season, you got issues. And they ain't getting fixed. And I don't care. You can tell about all the cap money in the world that the Falcons have. You ain't fixing two and 15 and three and 14 in a year. You ain't fixing that. Let, let's, unless you get every pro bowler in the league to come play for your roster, you ain't fixing anything. All right, when we get back, we'll talk some Braves baseball with Gabe Burns. They, of course, have the night off. Get ready for Arizona. It's all next. Chuck Green, the Key Studios. Sports right now for the game. Honestly.com app. More John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. It is a John Chuckery show coming to you live on this Thursday evening as, uh, well, things did not go all that well up in Philadelphia. Three games back now as the Mets did take the two-game set against the Yankees. Braves get ready for the uh, lowly Arizona Diamondbacks and then uh, the Phillies, and then that Mets series coming up August 4th going to be huge. And, of course, trade deadline, man. Things are seem like they're kind of changing every day. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy Gabe Burns. He, of course, one of the feature writers for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out his work on Twitter, at GabeBurnsAJC. Gabe, as always, man, thanks for a, a few minutes here this evening, and, you know, 
was talking about this the other night. Do you think that second base is becoming a more important trade target considering kind of what we're seeing out of Cano, Arcia slowing down? Has that position suddenly kind of come more into play instead of just waiting out for Ozzy to come back? I think it's a need, but when you stack it against other things, I would still have it lower on the list. So, look, I mean, let's just – let's be honest. When you're signing Robbie Cano um, in 2022, I mean, that's not great. Uh, so, you're looking at – they're just trying – they're trying to get to Ozzy, but maybe, you know, you do see there's light at the end of the tunnel there. When I look at the outfield situation now without Duvall – which I'm sure we'll get to, and then you look at the rotation. I just think that ultimately those are bigger needs to get where this team wants to go because you do expect Ozzy back. And just given the way this lineup is, given what you have, I mean, you have to just keep trying to get by at second base, and that's what you have to do. That being said, if an option presented itself, if you could go out and get a guy, and I just use this as an example, but a guy like Whit Merrifield, he can play in the outfield and he can play second base. If you could go out and get somebody of that ilk, I think that makes a lot of sense. But if we're if we're kind of doing an either-or thing, or realistically how much can they address, I would still have second base lower. So blame me because uh, last night I did a whole segment on how the Braves should go out and make a run at Benintendi. He fits all these things, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, at 1030, he got traded to the Yankees. Um, so I'm at fault for all that because I spoke all the good of him. But we obviously know outfield. At this point, it's – look, Braves aren't trading for Soto or anything crazy. But the market I don't think is all that great right now. Benintendi seemed like an, an ideal fit. Is it just kind of – trying to find somebody to plug in? Do they want a legitimate starter? Like, how do you handle that now, especially when one of the, you know, better guys that was on the market is already gone? You know, it's interesting. I didn't think that, and I don't know uh, how involved they were with Benintendi. Uh, They have not been among the many teams that were mentioned. Excuse me. But I was kind of surprised at what he ended up going for. It really wasn't that much, considering he was one of the better options available on the market. You know, I think really the best prospect the Yankees gave up was the Sikama kid, the pitcher, who, you know, he could be a nice player, but he wasn't even a top 15 prospect for them. So I found that to be pretty interesting. I, I think that ultimately, I think that given what this team is probably going to be willing to spend prospect-wise, you're probably looking at a more modest, if it's a rental or a platoon guy, that type of player here. Uh, I don't think they necessarily need an everyday guy, unless it's just, you know, I mean, again, everyone would love to have a Brian Reynolds, right? But I just don't think they're they're going to be that deep into the market or be that, you know, involved in, in a bidding war. I know we talk about starters. People talk about Luis Castillo. I just, I, I, I can't see that. But, but with rentals, with kind of a more modest, look, San Francisco's struggling. Um, I know Jock Peterson is someone that we keep bringing up, <laughs> bring him back. Uh, I didn't see them selling. Given the way things are going now, maybe that changes. Uh, I still think that makes sense. But, I mean, it would be someone, and Jock is kind of at the, obviously at the higher end of that mold. He's just an all-star. But someone where you can kind of – you're comfortable, you can plug in. That's why I kind of bring up Merrifield. Again, that's just a kind of speculation and me throwing somebody out there because you can move him around and he can help you out in a number of ways. Gabe Burns, uh, feature writer for the uh, AJC, AJC.com, joining us here on the wait for talk.com hotline as we talk some Braves 
baseball. And, you know, Gabe, it also makes me wonder how many moves, the, the, the quantity of moves, because to your point, you know, they really have, I mean, and I'm not against this, they've kind of pillaged a lot of their minor league system. Now, doesn't mean they don't have guys available, but, you know, when you've moved on from Pache and Waters and Langoliers and guys, you know, there, there does come a point where you only have so many guys that are of, of valued commodity to make all these different moves. You think that they're getting a little bit limited on the idea of, you know, okay, we need an outfielder, we need a second baseman, we need a starter, we need a reaver. All right, well, do you have enough capital throughout your minor system to make all those moves happen? Well, here's what I'll say. They're limited in the sense that, like I said, I don't think that they're going to be able to win bidding wars for a Luis Castillo or a Brian Reynolds, because then you're talking about Spencer Strider and that type of younger player, who obviously they're not going to move. However, um, Alex has made multiple trades at three of the four deadlines that he's had the opportunity. If you'll remember, this, <laughs> he took on money to get Martin Melanson. He took on money to get Eddie Rosario. This team, we see what Truist Park is like every single night. This team should have some flexibility payroll-wise, and that perhaps that you know helps them add another player instead of you know paying a higher prospect cost. So that's an aspect of it. And if you look back at the deadline last year, what he, what he gives, I mean, you, I mean, most people, even if you follow it relatively closely probably couldn't tell you anyone besides maybe Bryce Wilson that they gave up last year. Mm-hmm. So from that sense, they can still give up these guys. They have some guys in the lower minors that maybe some teams would identify and like, and you can go get a guy like Corey Soler at, you know, a smaller cost like that. So it's limiting in the sense that I think it might limit their options. They can't really go big game hunting, but they found ways to make their team better at kind of, moderate prospect costs and they have they should have everyone's favorite term financial flexibility they should have that as well so i think that that at least keeps their options open enough that they could make multiple trades if if the deal is right gabe is uh ronnie struggles is it just you're in one of those funks like every baseball player goes through over the course of the season or is there something physically or mentally or something i mean it just you know, he look, they got to get him cranked up and going, and Dansby seems to be, you know, getting in back in the groove a little bit, but they got to figure out Ronnie, and obviously had a day off the other day. Got to figure out how to get him back on track. Yeah, they do. I mean, I can't speak. All I can tell you is what he would tell you and what they would tell you. And there isn't an indication that it's a physical thing. I think, I think it could be at least partially that from the standpoint of, Mentally and physically, you know, he's coming back from a serious injury. And it's not like it's been a smooth return for him. He's had minor injuries. He's had little things here and there as he's trying to work his way back. So I think all of that plays a role, especially when you're a guy like him, you're going to press a little bit. I I just think it all kind of adds up. I'm not sure that there's one answer. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, to say the obvious, they need him to get going. Uh, he has some time to do it here, but we're, we're about in August now. And, it, you know, it hasn't been the season that he was hoping for. It hasn't been the season production-wise that they were hoping for. So, But it would be huge for them, obviously, down the stretch if they could get hot when they're, uh, you know, they have all these games with the Mets coming up. 
Gabe Burns from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. So, I, look, I understand this is going to be hypothetical, but, you know, they did hit Michael Harris at the leadoff spot the other day. If Ronnie continues to struggle, is it time to have some conversations about changing him up in the order? You can't have a guy, Gabe, every night going 0 for 5 with a strikeout and just not getting on base in that spot. And I'm not telling you Harris is the long-term answer, but there has to be some kind of conversation about whether or not just trotting Ronnie out there for the sake of putting him in the leadoff spot because it's just what we have to do. I mean, is anybody willing to have that conversation? You know, Smith always said that, you know, Acuna's a natural leadoff hitter now, and after he moved him, you know, temporarily a few years ago, he said, I'm not I'm not doing that again. But when you see him struggling the way he has for as long as he has now, and you have a guy like Harris who's, you know, a logical uh, alternative at that spot. I mean, they were talking about how they felt like they had two leadoff hitters, right? Uh, that was the thing when, you know, when you had Acuna and, and Harris at the bottom there. So, look, I mean, of course, if it continues, then I think they should consider everything. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm not totally convinced that that, that would be possible. I, I just – I don't know, because Smith has always been so firm about Acuna being a leadoff hitter. But are we talking another two weeks of this? Are we talking another three weeks of this? Does it reach a point that you're getting closer to the postseason and you just need to kind of figure out what you're going to do here when these games really start to matter? Because, you know, you're going to be playing a you're playing a wild card series against the San Diego Padres or something. I mean, <laughs> because you said a couple of years ago you were never going to move Acuna out of the leadoff spot. I mean, what are we doing here, right? So I, I can't rule anything out. Uh, I would just say it really it'll be determined by what Acuna is able to kind of figure out in these next few weeks. So last question, and again, I know this is kind of hypothetical, but let's say the Braves do keep Dansby. I think obviously he's shown, okay, he's now our guy at the top of the order in, in the two spot. Ozzy's a guy who's too good of a run producer. Let's keep him in that. So where do you hit Harris? I mean, do you do you take a guy of that skill and ability and just keep him at the bottom of the order or – do you have to find a spot at the top of the order for him? I mean, that's that's what I'm curious about is long-term, what do they profile? Now, if Dansby leaves, that's a pretty easy conversation. But if Dansby stays, that thing about where we profile Harris is going to be interesting. It's actually, you know, it's not something um, I've put a ton of thought in. I think that's a really good question as far as looking ahead and thinking about it. Given this lineup's construction, when you have Acuna and you have Dansby and then you have Riley's power, you have Ozzy's power, just given the ability of this lineup, I don't hate still having him lower like that, uh, especially once you now that you have the DH. It's, kind of, it's obviously a game changer, and it's, it's a lot different for the National League offensively now. So, honestly, like I'm, I'm pretty open-minded about all of it. Uh, but for right now, I'll probably say lower because, again, when we're talking about if Dansby stays, just look at the top of the lineup. Cunha's not going to play like this the rest of his career, of course. Um, you know, obviously a multi-time all-star, and, you know, he'll be an MVP candidate again soon, we all assume. Riley is, of course, you know, perhaps the best player on the team. Ozzy's going to give you more power than you know, most of your second baseman. So, I mean, when you're just looking at the way that the lineup is going to be constructed, I think there's certainly a case to have Harris down there and kind of have another table setter at the bottom there. And it's kind of a luxury that a lot of teams, 
wouldn't have. And, you know, when you have as many options as the Braves have, you can kind of do some different things. Well, I guess we got to get through this year first, right? We'll, we'll worry about yeah. it. We'll worry about, <laughs> worry about the future when the future hits. Follow him on Twitter at GayBurnsAJC. Uh, AJC.com is where you check out all of his work. And, of course, join us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Uh, Gabe, as always, man, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes tonight, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Yeah, sure thing. John Chuckery, we'll be back. Sports Radio Night of the Game and the Odyssey.com app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.